I wished my toys would come to life and that my stories could be real. Then through all the noise and confusion, I believed it was all an illusion. The world had faded black and white, nothing seemed to be right. But now I know that how it goes is that my dreams never die. As long as I keep the magic inside me alive, do you believe in magic? Do you believe in magic? A simple as a wave, special moments made when you believe in magic. It's time for the Mysteries of Coke Up Rainbow Creek Season 2! Can you remember what happened in the previous series? Let me ponder. Hmm. Nope. We have to ask the previous man. What are you on about? Well, the man that says previously in podcasts, whatever. Oh, him! Are you there? Ahem. <clears throat> previously, in episode 10. Joe learned the secret of Cork Upper Apple Creek. Waking from a meditative state, she pondered on what was swimming around in her confused mind. Joe dashed out of the bush, bumping into Melissa on the road to school. When Melissa noticed an apron and a green bottle, Joe went into shock. What was going on? See, told you he'd know. Shh, let's listen to the start of season two, because I've been waiting patiently for it. No, you haven't. I'm the one that's been waiting patiently. Don't get me started. Let's be quiet and both listen. What a great idea. The school classroom was hot and intimidating as the children filed into their seats. The old weatherboard walls with their regulation colour of yucky green paint seemed to close in, suffocating them with anxiety. It was 10 o'clock on Monday morning and the beginning of summer. The temperature outside had reached about 30 degrees in the shade and the small, pathetic school fans battled to cool the room down. Mr Heathmont, the English teacher, was eager to get started with the essay exam. The students, not so eager. The students were allotted new pens. All awaited the dreaded paper. Joe was, of course, ready and possibly more willing to demonstrate her exceptional talent as an author. Melissa, on the other hand, was dreaming of the chocolate paddle pop she would reward herself with after the deed was done. Why does it have to be so blinking hot and sticky? My fingers are all sweaty and I haven't even started to write. Okay, I'm not going to stress. Got it all under control. I am a ninja at this. Meanwhile... Melissa had snapped out of her trance and began to panic. Oh my gosh, what do I write? I can't think, have to think. What to do, must write. I think I'm going to faint.
show. What the heck do I write about? I'm stressing out big time because I still have no idea. Mum said it would come to me, but it really hasn't. Melissa's panicked emotion was short-lived as a smile came across her face when Joe told her to write about shopping. Amazing. I can do that. What a huge relief. Joe took a deep breath. It was about to start. Good luck to everyone. Two pieces of A4 paper were placed onto Joe's school desk. How many trees did they have to cut down for these? Stop it, Joanne Elizabeth Parker. Calm down, breathe deeply and get a grip. What on earth am I getting all edgy about? As she leaned over the desk, the room filled up with the aroma of sweaty school socks and smelly armpits. You could say it was an indication of the students' nerves. Joe just hoped that nobody farted, as there would be no escape and the boys were disgusting enough to have farting competitions at the most inappropriate times. Joe looked up to watch Melissa busily writing, her hand moving at 100 miles an hour. It was 10.30am and Joe had wasted 30 minutes. The only sound that could be heard was coming from the clock hanging on the wall. It's amazing how something so ordinary can become overpowering during times of duress. As the tick-tock got louder, Joe's mind went blank. What for goodness sake was I going to write about? Something to do with saving the environment? Anxiety started to move in. She knew lots of things to say. How could she write them down? There was a sudden knock under her seat and she was jolted back to attention. Oh gosh, I better get a wriggle on. Amazingly, the adventure she thought she had dreamt by the creek plummeted into her mind. The ruled lines were being filled by Joe's pen doing laps with her creative juices being squeezed to their utmost limit. Memories, dreams and feelings washed the pages with such urgency. Bang went the bottom of her chair. Thump, bump. And with that, the last paragraph containing her conclusion jotted onto the page. Joe finished her essay without questioning why her desk and chair had been thumping and bumping. She was so engrossed in her work that the roof could have blown off without her even blinking. Put your pens down and wait for me to collect the papers. Hopefully we will have a collection of fantastic essays. I will enjoy marking them over the weekend. The weekend? That means I'll stress all week over the results. That sucks. I think I've nailed it, Joe. I just couldn't stop writing. It's funny because I came into class with no idea and ended up with heaps. That would be right. She was writing so fast, it's probably going to be a new best-selling novel. Hang on, what does she mean, heaps of ideas? I gave her the only idea. That's just typical. Let's get some fresh air and some food. I'm starving. You can tell me about the apron and the green bottle now. Is it some kind of herbal tonic or drink that your kooky Aunt Pepper has made? Jo looked stunned. She had forgotten that Melissa had seen the bottle and apron, remembering at the time that she too had been startled by their existence. As she left the classroom, a giggle came from under her chair. Then Joe thought she heard a faint voice. A familiar voice. Smelly girls get themselves into lots of situations. Let's see how she can get out of this one. Shaking her head and poking her fingers into her ears, Joe turned, walked back and looked under the seat. 
curled up into a small ball, was a very cheeky little slurp at Downs. Realising her so-called dream had started to become a reality and all the memories of her adventure were about to haunt her, she jumped up, hitting her head on the edge of the desk. Ouch! That hurt. What on earth is wrong with you and why are you poking your ears? Have you got an earache? You're acting very strange today. Just relax. The exam's over. Come on, I'm starving. Immediately, Joe told Melissa that she had lost her pen and to go on while she took a few moments to look for it. Melissa was keen to line up at the tuck shop and raced out of the room. Joe was relieved that Melissa hadn't offered to help her. She could now attend to the problem of Iki. The young Slurper Downs had heard on the grapevine that Joe was confused and had thought she had dreamt everything up while meditating next to the river. She decided to leave the village without anybody knowing and put Joe straight. Iki wanted Joe to know that everything had happened and that it hadn't been a dream. Iki was upset and felt she was losing her best friend. She needed to fix up the situation fast. To Iki's surprise, when Joe saw her, she didn't take fright and seemed to be calm and altogether okay with the situation. Hi, Iki. What are you doing under my chair? So you know who I am, do you? Not going to freak out and pretend I don't exist? Why would I do that? I know you exist because I'm talking to you. It's become very clear that my sort of dream was in fact not a dream at all. So give me a break and stop accusing me of being unreasonable about the situation. Yes, I must admit that for a moment it felt unreal. I have now come to accept that life is sort of surreal anyhow. I'm ready to continue with the journey, whatever it may be. Do you think you can travel us out of the school and into the village? I need to talk to Aunt Pepper. It's a matter of great urgency. I can travel okay, but I'm not sure if I have the power to travel you as well. Please give it a try, Iki. It's very important, and I don't suppose anybody will miss me if I leave. What about your friend? She's waiting for you at the food shop, and you know how nosy she is. Melissa loves food, and anyway, she also loves to gossip so she'll be chatting to anybody who'll listen. And Mr Heathmont is leaving the school for a teacher's conference, so the relieving teacher won't even know if I'm there or not. Please, Iki, be a sport. You can have me home before anybody finds out. With a plea like that, Iki decided to give Jo her wish. After all, she was her best friend and she looked so worried about something. Iki was only young, so to try and travel two beings could prove to be tricky. She closed her eyes and started the familiar chant. Eventually, things started to go out of focus. Joe could see rainbow colours swirling around her body, and there seemed a huge wave of some kind of energy force. Joe yelled out for Iki, who was travelling at the same violent speed. Upward they travelled with strong breezes whistling through their ears. Clouds passed them by by throwing unusual shadows of bright colours that shimmered and changed shape. Absolutely terrified, Joe yelled for help, but there was nothing anybody could do. They seemed to be travelling into a different dimension. Iki could see Joe travelling beside her and managed to grab her hand. Together they tumbled and fell out of the sky, 
They spiralled downwards, turning and slipping into wave after wave of soft, colourful clouds until suddenly crashing onto a bed of green clover. Eeky! What the... Don't know what's wrong. Maybe I've tried too hard and we've ended up in some sort of time warp. Jo looked worried and she wondered if they would be able to get back. But the thought of trying again scared her even more. Eeky sat there biting her fur, which was matted with grass and clover from the landing. How come I'm in a terrible mess and you're all right? Typical. Smelly girls get out of this uncomfortable situation because they have no fur. It's not fair. Stop complaining. Look, I have grass and clover in my hair. It's just as annoying, but I'm not complaining. Grass and clover in your fur is the last thing we need to worry about. Well, I'm itchy. And you know I have allergies. What if I break out in a rash? Oh, well. If you do, nobody will see the blasted rash because it'll be under your fur. That's not the right attitude. And you would see it because I know you will and that's a slip it downs fact. Oh, for heaven's sake, let's get off this stupid subject. We'll worry about it if it happens, okay? That's typical. I bring up a problem and you don't care because it's not you who could have an itchy problem. Knock it off. Do you think we should take a rest from travelling and have a good look around? I don't know if I have the courage to travel us again. I wish I knew where we are. I just want my mum and dad. I'm scared. Don't worry, Eki. You're not alone and it may not be as bad as you think. I was wondering that maybe with your instructions, I might be able to travel us back. I'm much older and stronger. Well, why didn't you say that in the beginning? I will never understand smelly girls. Sometimes, Joe, I think your brain doesn't work as well as mine. We probably wouldn't be in this pickle if you had done it. Eeky, that's a horrible, mean thing to say. Oh, you make me mad. If you had suggested it, I would have given it a go. Let's look for a four-leaf clover. They're supposed to bring you luck. Eeky thought Joe was crazy, although it seemed like a fun thing to do. They searched and looked everywhere, but there didn't seem to be any around. Fed up and bored, they were unhappy with the situation they now found themselves in. You said we could find a four-leaf clover and get some luck. There's no clover and no luck. That's because you are not manifesting it. What did I tell you about the law of attraction? Hmm, seems the irritating clover is not attracted to us. Why do you always have to blame me? You should be attracting the four-leaf clover yourself. Stop complaining. It's not my fault. Well, it's probably Slurpedown's not so much your fault. Do you want to hear a joke? Whatever. Go on. What stays in the corner and travels all around the world? Have no idea. What? Don't you even want to try? It's very easy. Won't tell you a hard joke. You're not as smart as me. Oh, for goodness sake, will you tell me the answer? A postage stamp. Don't you slip it down, snow. Oh, brother. Eeky, where do you get these stupid jokes? This day is giving me the pips. Nothing seems to be going right, and I think it's time to travel back. Eeky thought the joke would have brightened up her friend. With that, Eeky started to cry because she was scared.
and afraid that they may end up in Timbuktu if she tried to travel again. Recognising that she had upset the little slurper downs, Joe decided to make a bad situation into an amazing adventure. Joe wondered how she could cheer Iki up. Hopefully she would then calm down and gain the confidence she needed to travel them home. Let's make up a finding game. Maybe we'll discover new types of insects or animals. We could look for dinosaurs, dragons or even pixies or gnomes. I don't know where we are, but it would be fun to explore until you feel a little more comfortable with travelling. I don't think we're in Australia. It's too green and the light seems to be greyish. This river is not as rough as the Corkupper Ripple Creek. All the edges are soft with clover and moss. I can't believe how beautiful it is here. <laughs> oh, of course it is, lass. Because it's called wild water. And it's always surrounded with flowers and amazing wildlife. Joe turned around and to her amazement, standing on top of a river rock was a creature. The strange thing was that he looked just like a gulp of waters. The difference was that he had a tuft of bright ginger hair on top of his head. Across his shoulders was a bag full of stunning, tiny white, slightly pink-tinged clover flowers. And he talked with a strange tone, sort of rough and musical at the same time. The idea of meeting another creature was appealing to Joe. She hoped that maybe this time it would be a new discovery. Last time when she thought she had been lucky enough to discover something new, she had been sadly disappointed when her Aunt Pepper confessed that she knew all about them. Hi, my name is Joanne Elizabeth Parker, Joe for short, and this is my friend Eki Slurperdowns, and we come from Australia. Eki is only young, and we had a problem travelling back to our village and landed here instead. G'day, do you know where we are because I have to get home to my mum and dad? My name is Matt Gopa, and I'm waiting for my dear friend Mark Slurpa. I'm afraid your friend travelled you into Scotland. The other side of the world, so they say. My friend will be here with a pot of tea quite soon, so you'll be able to meet another Scot. He is a Max Slurper. Scotland? Oh, gosh. How on earth did you manage that, Eki? We're miles away from Australia. Joe, he said ma instead of my. He talks funny. Sounds like a goat. Shh. Eki, we don't want to insult him. We need his help. He seems like a friendly kind of fellow. So you now know if he's a good fellow or not? Wish I had your talent. Mum tells me not to talk to strangers. And he is a stranger, is he not? I get your point. Unfortunately, we have no other option at this moment. And you're with me. I'll look after you. Okay, but it's your fault if everything goes wrong and I get in trouble with my mum and dad. Iki, your mum is right. Never go with strangers. But we need directions and help to get home. Creatures are not like humans. They're kind and helpful. You know that, so please don't worry. My mum's also warned me about talking to strangers. But she means human strangers, not gulp of water and slurp it down creatures. I suppose so. Yes, it's going to be okay because they are not silly humans. Iki, I am a human. 
Not all humans are trouble or silly. Well, that's your point of view. If you had travelled us, we wouldn't be in this mess as a matter of Slipperdown's fact. So, Joe, as far as I can see, you're a smelly human who is lots of trouble and silly. So there. Don't get me started, Iki. And stop calling me smelly. All of a sudden, there was a loud rumpus and everybody turned to find that the Mac Slurper had fallen over some rocks. The Mac Gulper stood there and once again scratched his head. His long-awaited friend had fallen onto his skinny bum. Crash went two teacups and a teapot, not to mention the contents of the pot that was hot clover tea. Bumblebee and hogwash. Who laughs at me? Didn't get cranky, you clumsy silgaloo. They're new friends all the way from Australia. So didn't be crabbit and come and shake their hands. Why bother when they laugh at me? Nobody has come to my rescue, have they? It looks like our clover tea just went down the drain. And I was so looking forward to a drop. Never mind, my friend. You have some beautiful flowers in your bag, so we will just have to start again. Yes, I see what you mean. But we haven't got any teacups for our friends. We'll just have to go back to our tune. Iki was feeling smug with herself. Fancy travelling to the other side of the world. She thought she was so clever. Seems she forgot all about being scared and started to brag about the travelling experience. Of course, the new creatures had lots of questions about Australia and wanted to know all about the Gulper Waters and the Slurper Downs. Off they wandered towards the creature's town, but not before they helped to clean up the mess and pick up the teapot and teacups. After all, the crockery set seemed important to the Mac Slurper and the Mac Gulper. When I was a little girl, I believed in fairy tales. I wished my toy. You have just been listening to the Mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek audio tales based on the children's book by Australian author Susan Pease. To find out more about these stories or to purchase hard copies, please visit susan-pease.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-P-E-A-S-E.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on the next magical instalment of the Mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek. Listen, enjoy and learn tips on saving the planet. That is a Slurp It Downs and Gulper Waters fact. This has been a Corky's Group production, 2022. All rights reserved. Catch you in the next one.